What's up, fam? This week's episode is brought to you by Anchor. Hey, yo, welcome to the show. And if you ain't know, well, now you know. I'm out of here. If you don't, we don't give a damn. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Listen hey, yo. to this, hey, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Off the door right there. Off the door. Hey, yo, welcome back to another episode of the Ayo hey, Listen to This Fam podcast. What we talk about film, TV, hot topics, and everything to get you throughout the week. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin J. Stone. And I'm Maria, the creator. And one of our other hosts, Steph, the director, still out serving the country, which we need to go ahead and get him back. Y'all signed a petition. Mm-hmm. Bring Steph back. That's Hashtag right. bring Steph back. Because he's been gone long enough. Daggone right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, well, let's get this out of the way first before I even go into what I'm about to say next. Maria, how you doing? Oh, I'm okay. How are you? You okay? That's all you got for um, I'm fantabulous. Okay, I like I'm that. I'm dos distos. How are you? Oh, okay. Well, that's a little bit of Spanish, a little Spanglish. Oh, uh, I'm good. I'm good. I am good. I, you know, I went, uh, I had an event for weekend. Went to uh, Augusta, Georgia. Al Augusta, um, GA. Yeah. Stand up. The film out there with my boy Carlton, my man Carlton. Shout out to Carlton. Victory Productions. Finishing up my character for this film, or my scenes for this film, A Very Merry New Year, which is going to be dropping later on this year. Y'all better go and purchase the film, stream it, all that, because I'm telling you, my character's crazy. <laughs> all right. Awesome. We looking <laughs> um, forward to it. Yes, we looking forward to that. For sure. Um, but yeah, so I did that. I did something I never done before. So I drove all the way there that morning. That's four and a half hours. Oh, you know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> I, feel, I was there for like two, three hours and drove all the way back same day. Nope. Same day. Now, Nine I've done, I ain't going to front. I've done that before. Like... <laughs> You know, because I've had to go down there to take care of some business or whatever yeah. and didn't have to hurry up, come back. Um, I've done that, but nah. <laughs> that ride, I mean, it's not a bad ride depending on what time of day you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could pretty much get it. Yeah, so I got there like 1130. Yeah, like 1130, and then I, I left around like three. Did you hit that Augusta traffic? I didn't, actually. Really? Actually, on the way there, it was a, uh, what happened? I got into a traffic jam to put me back like 30 minutes. It was a uh, eighteen wheeler ran mm. off the road into the woods. Yeah, yeah that's typical. Behavior. And me, when people, when people uh, get into accidents on the road, I feel like they fucking with me. <laughs> I was like, damn, couldn't you do that on your own time? I'm trying to get somewhere. I take How dare you get an accident? Too. How dare you get I an accident when I'm driving? Too. Do that shit when I'm at home. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we both have road rage. Yeah, like. we do. Oh, man. <laughs> Ridiculous. But yeah, let's get into some shit. We're gonna start with easy day. Let's, oh, let's get into some updates. I mean, I'm sorry. Let me say it the right way. We're going to get into, the up, get into some updates, and we're going to start with Easy Day. Because it's the only way. That's right. So first of all, they tried to hold us down. They tried to stop us. They tried to cancel our asses. Who? These hackers. I don't know who. <laughs> who you got enemies with? I don't. I, know, don't I don't have enemies with I anyone. I might have a couple. I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, maybe because of just who I am maybe somebody <laughs> secretly don't like me I I mean that wouldn't be a, a, a long um, fetch of, of reality but yeah somebody something's definitely Going fucking on. around on the on the digital wave yeah. like so if you don't know somebody came and tried to hack into our AO Listen Fam IG account which make sure you follow AO Listen Fam um, but we got it back today so it's been about mm-hmm. a week of us being gone and not posting anything and not being able to see interact with people yeah. on that podcast. I mean, on the podcast uh, IG. Mm-hmm. So I was prepared to come in here and be like, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you can come and you can follow us on our own personal platform. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, because I really thought that that account was about to be gone too. Yeah. Because it was the same exact thing that happened to yeah. my account, except I couldn't recover mine. So. Yeah. yeah. But yours is coming back better than ever. You know, better than ever. Show so. is. And your TikTok. Yup. Liddy yeah. over there. Yeah, Liddy. Doing anything. So come holla at your girl. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's one of the updates. And then also, you know, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page for Easy Day. Because it's the only way. Oh, I like that one. I like that. <laughs> All right. Somebody been taking her singing lesson. Ew. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, but it's youtube.com slash mm -hmm. easy day ENT. Again, that's E A Z E. Oh, and just so you guys know, um, Steph uploaded a new um, series that we're starting on the easy day page. The first episode of In the Trenches is up there. Okay. And basically, it just kind of gives you guys more of an intimate uh, view of what it's like being on set with easy day All right. so um they're more extended behind the scenes so you'll be seeing more of those um footage co content like that okay yeah make sure y'all following that mm -hmm. also if you want to get your film promoted on the podcast it's very simple all you gotta do is send us an email or whatever Hit us up on, mm -hmm. the, on the on the IG because you can do that now. Yep. Hit us <laughs> on the DM. Uh, but you can get a 15-second spot on the podcast for $25. Mm -hmm. 30-second spot for $50. And a full minute, 60 seconds for $100. Mm. Go ahead and make that happen. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, make, make it sure, happen. Yeah. Make sure you're getting your Easy Day merch at easyday.com. You know, yep. we got the Black Film Makers Matter shirts, mm -hmm. directors, makeup artists, mm -hmm. uh, porn stars. No, I'm just playing. That's, that's my I own, mean. But. If that's what you do. Hey, only fans matter. No. Only fans matter. <laughs> no, no. Mm -hmm. no <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. Uh, and make sure you also subscribe to the Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash easy day. P A T R E O N dot com slash again E A Z E D A Y. E A Z E. And, uh, and check out the different tiers there. I think it's like three different tiers to choose from. Yeah. Uh, as low as a dollar, I believe. I think $199. $199. Low, it's low. It's yeah. cheap. <laughs> and don't forget to uh, subscribe um, to our oh, yeah. podcast as well. Um, like I said, there's three tiers on there where you can support us. 99 cents, three ninety nine, and nine ninety nine. if you're feeling froggy. And if you heard Kevin say before. Take that leap. Okay. So make sure yeah. that you guys are supporting us and show us that love. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, also, I didn't mention it last week, but just in case you didn't remember, uh, I was about to say Medea. Maria. I'm going to talk about Medea later. Maria is still doing headshots. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come see me. Um, I'm actually doing a um, a uh, promotion for the spring. So it's 15% off of your headshot. So you can head over to godboxproductions.com and forward slash booking and you can book me there. All right. So let's go ahead and get into these other um, quick updates and then we can get into these trailers. Mm, uh, right. So this quick update I got is about uh, Medea, actually. So uh, Tyler Perry had kind of retired Medea for a while, said he was going to put her in the closet, put her back up, and she was going to be gone. Mm -hmm. But apparently, he's bringing her back out for a series on Showtime called Mabel. It's going to be a prequel to uh, the way we've seen Medea. It's going to be a younger version of her. Um, be called Mabel, like I said, and it's gonna be an hour long drama. Um, so I'm guessing, you know, with it being on Showtime, it's gonna be 
you know, he re she really gonna be cussing and whatnot. You know, Medea used to say used to joke about being a stripper back in the day. So I wonder if they're gonna expand on that storyline and show her stripping and whatnot. Who's gonna play Medea? That's what I wanna know. Yo, I'm over here like. I'm gonna read you what it says here. It says Mabel is set in Atlanta in 1972. It will tell the story of Mabel Simmons long before she was the force of nature known as Medea. She was a smart, fierce, irresistible, dangerous, crazy 20-something black woman who set the city and the world on fire. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> you're going to see Medea in her 20s, or Mabel, I guess, in her 20s, hitting streets. Uh, how do you feel about that, Maria, as you sip your water? That shit made my throat dry. <laughs> I, I mean, is it going to be like, is it going to be an actual woman or is it going to be somebody in like the, the prosthetics and all that like Tyler Perry does? Because Tyler Perry can't play anybody in the 20s. No. <laughs> no. Not even a man. Is it going to be an actual man as well or is it going to be an actual woman? That's what I want to know too. Ooh, that'd be controversial as hell. <laughs> ooh. Because, yeah. listen, because Tyler Perry's base are church folk. They are. And we all know they are not here for the transgender lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So if he... That I, I can't see that playing out well at all for him. Yeah, it seems like it's not going to be going like towards his fan base because I mean his fan base. Yeah, especially like, it's on Showtime. Yeah, that means it's going to be grittier. Yeah, because he can take it to BET Plus where he has all the other. Stuff right, going. like he practically so, owns BET. Yeah, so the fact so. that he's taking Showtime lets me know it's going to be a little bit darker, or well, a whole lot more darker. So um, I don't know, Tyler. Don't you lose your church folks. It. Yeah, you playing with it, <laughs> but he probably like, yo, I'm a billionaire anyway. He so. don't need the money. He don't. So, he, he, hey, he can afford to take a gamble. Hey, listen. If it's anything that is far from what the hell he has been putting out well, lately, you know what? go ahead. I I'll take it. Well, with the show, they're saying that he's gonna be hiring some new writers. So he's Who? Gonna, so he's <laughs> so he's giving other writers a chance. So. <laughs> All we've been asking you to do for years, my guy. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. You know, some new writers, and it's not going to be in T plus. Um, it's going to Showtime. And why yeah. I feel like he trying to compete with Chuck a Loose. I knew you. Was, I, I knew you. Why are you trying to fuck with the paint? <laughs> I'm just saying. Why are you messing with the paint? Well, we, I mean, we don't know if they're gonna talk about the stripping days, but I don't know. We'll see. Because <laughs> remember, it was Scutterbutt about him doing a stripper show. Well, yeah, that's Remember that's we had talked about that's a mill, yeah, stripper show. It's uh, that's actually coming still. I think so, it, oh, so those are two two different two, projects. Two different things, yeah, because this is about that's about male strippers. Oh, I think it's going to actually be on BT Plus. I'm not sure, yeah, but I know it's if it's on BT Plus, y'all know it's ass. I'm sorry, <laughs> y'all know it's ass. I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know who is the programming manager over there, <laughs> but god damn, like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, and then also R.I.P. to uh, Prince Philip. The Duke of Edinburgh. He died at 99. Um, and Basically the queen's cousin and her husband. Continue. Yeah. And man, the, the, the pictures I've seen of him, I mean, he looked like he was, no disrespect, but he looked like- He, he looked, looked like death. He looked like he died a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you know what I just thought about? <laughs> no yo, disrespect to the Yo, I don't know if y'all watched Spongebob. <laughs> But it was this episode where he was trying to sell these candy bars and then it was this old ass couple. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Royals look like. Oh, good. <laughs> that niggas look like that. I'm so sorry, but that man has died a long time ago. Ah! Ah! 
Well, but they said I'm that sorry. Prince uh, Prince Harry is flying back to the funeral, and uh, Megan ain't going. Megan is not going to go. She said, "Fuck you, I'm not coming back over there." Cause they gonna sleep. <laughs> she said, "Enough of y'all shit." Grandma gonna sleep on that well, ass. Too. She, she, she said, "She said Grandma was acting cool with her." Yeah, right. So that I, bitch I, trying I to get her over there. I don't know. I believe. I believe it. I believe that. Uh, what's her name? Queen Elizabeth is is cool with uh, Megan. I don't know. I don't trust a bitch that she had a lot of time to do something. She didn't do anything to her, so I mean, huh? The queen had a lot of time to do something to her, and she said the queen. Like what? Is she gonna come over here? That's the queen. She could have. She could have been fucking with, but she didn't do anything to her. She can't come over here because she gonna limp. No, I'm saying when she was over there though. (laughs) Since they've been married, she was like she's always been like on her side. She bet not come over (laughs) here. No, I was playing. Um, (laughs) Uh, Let's get into these trailers, though. R.I.P. to him though. Again, no man. Oh, go ahead. That nigga. R.I.P. to D.M.X. Oh no, that's that's later. That's later. But yes, R.I.P. to DMX. We're gonna talk about him. I don't know what you're doing. That's definitely not a rough ride ride of dance right there. I don't know, but fuck them royals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into these trailers. <laughs> so we got three trailers for you. So the first trailer we're gonna talk about is this film. Uh gonna be dropping July. But well, let's go in order of release date. All right. Uh we're gonna start with Initiation. That's coming out first. It's coming out May 7th. It's an R-rated film. Horror film with an hour and thirty-seven minute runtime, starring nobody I know. So uh, <laughs> it's a bunch of unknown faces in it. Uh, no, actually, no. There's one guy um, I can't remember his name. He played in scary movie. Uh, he played the, the 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 scary movie, the first one. Um, the the blonde jock, and he plays in shit. Anyway, he he's in that film. Um, he's the only face I knew. Um, but the synopsis is I don't know if this is Witten or Whiten Whiten. W-H-I-T-O-N. What's that? Witten University? Witten. Witten University unravels the night a star athlete is murdered, kicking off a spree of social media slayings that force students to uncover the truth behind the school's hidden secrets and the horrifying meaning of an exclamation point. Uh, so it looks like, I don't know whoever's like messing with people is like leaving an exclamation point on their social media. I don't know if that means they're next or what, but they're, he kind of- I'm taking yeah, it. It's not, but it looks like the killer- um, not really. They didn't really put much thought into the, the costume for the killer. I mean, just it looked like Scream. Yeah, I mean, well, not without the mask, but I mean, it's just. I mean, it was kind of the same. Yeah, I mean, somebody could have thrown a black hoodie or something. I mean, that's what it looked like. <laughs> it was a black hoodie <laughs> and a silver mask. Yeah. So, I mean, I need y'all to get better with these horror films. I mean, we need hey. we need some more iconic horror. I mean, killers. You like, know listen, I love me a good slasher, yeah. and I see what they were trying to do, um, but I think. Here, here's the thing, and this is my opinion, but I feel like because of technology mm-hmm. and um, because we have a little bit more resources to us now, that filmmakers are getting lazy and relying on resources and technology to tell a story mm-hmm. where we're getting far away from the actual quality of the storyline. Yeah. yeah. Like, Write a good story first and then build. They want to build and we going to figure this shit out as we go. But it's going to look good. <laughs> it's going to look good. But you ain't going to know what the hell you watching. <laughs> and it's coming from uh, Saban Films. Every time I, is it Saban? Or, how you say it? How you I've say never it? heard just, of them. It's a, what's that Saban? Is it Saban? S-A-B-A? Oh, Saban. Every time I see that, I just think about uh, Power Rangers. That's, the only, that's, oh. that's why I first saw that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just like all about, you know, make sure it has good quality and good jump scares and we'll just go from there. Yeah. 
I mean, I won't, the trailer didn't look bad. I just, you know, I feel like the, the, the costume for the killer was a little lazy. I felt like the story was just going to be your typical teenager slasher horror story. And it's just kind of like, like, I know there's a formula for certain things, but mm. guys, it's okay to kind of think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's all. All right. So that's that initiation come out again on May 7th. Don't know where it's coming to. Uh, probably on demand or something like that, but it didn't say any streaming service it was coming to, so just look out for it. Uh, the next film coming out May 28th is the second trailer for Cruella and dropped uh, last week. Mm. Um, and what I found out also last week is that it's going to be coming, uh, well, I know it's going to be on Disney Plus, but it's also going to be a premiere like they did with Mulan and uh, Ryan the Last Dragon. So it's going to be twenty nine ninety nine, um, and I guess it'll drop for everyone else to see for when free. When is that dropping? That's dropping May twenty eighth, so I guess in like three Dang. months. Three you months know what, guys? Yeah. I gotta cut. I gotta cut you because I need to look up some some <laughs> um some stocks. <laughs> uh, yeah, Maria. Uh, if you listen to the podcast right now, Maria was going live just so you can get an idea because you know we want you to think we're talking to ghosts in here or something. She <laughs> she's actually talking to people. Uh, I was. I was um, because if Cruella, because see the reason why I'm asking about, I mean going to look at these numbers to see how it <clears throat> does yeah because here's the thing i mean they keep bringing it back so it must be doing something that's why i'm like somebody's actually paying for this people are paying i mean i guess if you got a family it's cheaper than going to the theater but i mean i'm already paying for uh disney plus and they start saying they're going up a dollar next month to 7.99 dang um, yeah so i mean they get yeah, my money they yes. at 189 right now what's 189 $189 a share. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, guys. I should have <laughs> been a little more clear clarify that. But yeah. um, um they 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 look they, their stuff is steady climbing though. Um I believe it. Yeah. I've been watching Falcon and uh the Winter Soldier. Who? Lo- loving it. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, is that on Disney Plus? Yeah, it's the Marvel uh series. Okay. Anthony Mackie and yeah. Um, is it good? Yeah, it's good. But um, so back to Cruella. It's coming out again May twenty eighth, and you're gonna have to pay twenty nine ninety nine to see it. And most likely, it'll be out within another three months for everyone else to get it for their regular uh, subscription. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna tell you right now, y'all go ahead and buy them. Start. I still haven't seen there. Mulan. Now that it's free to watch, I, <laughs> I did see it. I enjoyed it. Um, I know a lot of said a lot of people said they didn't like it because it didn't have Mushu and all yeah. this other stuff. But I didn't see the actual original the one, so I don't have anything to compare to. But from what I saw, I I enjoyed it. It was it was good. Well, maybe I'll watch it sometime. You know how I do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I start stuff and don't finish it. Yes. <laughs> why why change the schedule now? <laughs> no. <laughs> But yeah, so it looks like in this second trailer, we get a little bit more of the backstory of what's going on with the film. Um, It looks like Cruella, who's played by Emma Stone, is going to be going up against... She's a fashion designer, which you kind of got that from the other films as well. Um, Well, especially like the first live action one. Um, Mm -hmm. And so she has a boss uh, played by Emma Thompson. The boss is called the Baroness or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it looks like her character is like the... um, Like, uh, what's her name? The Devil Wears Prada. What's that? Yeah, she's like she's like Meryl Streep's character in The Devil yep. Wears Prada. That's exactly what I was uh, thinking the whole yeah. time I was watching it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she's kind of like badass like that, 
But uh, and so they're gonna be going back and forth, button heads, and it's just yeah, it's gonna be a, a battle of the two women, I guess. I don't I don't know much more about that, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean I kind of you know I, I like what I'm seeing. I'm just not gonna pay thirty dollars for it. No, nah. I will wait. No. Nah. <laughs> um. So yeah, again, that's dropping May twenty eighth, Disney Plus, and the last trailer we got is gonna be for a film starring Angelina Jolie. It's going to be released on July 16th on HBO Max for 30 days, and then it'll be in theaters as well. And then after the 30 days, it'll just be in theaters. It's called Those Who Wish Me Dead. Um, and yeah, starring Angelina Jolie, and I did not know until I saw the trailer that Tyler Perry is in this film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it looks like Angelina Jolie finds this kid, and he has blood all on his face. And uh, he's like, the blood is not mine. And I don't know what his dad does, but apparently his dad did something that has people after him, after the kid. They killed their father and his dad, his father, and now they're after him. And so Angelina Jolie's character looks like she's trying to protect this kid. Mm. And I don't know what the fire, if she's a firefighter or something, but there's a bunch of fires going on in the woods. I thought it was a film about the California fires. Mm. I don't know what it's about, but that's that's all I could see from it. And uh, Tyler Perry's in there as, as himself, or, well, as a, not himself, but as a... Uh, <laughs> and not as Medea. Not as Medea, yeah. yeah. As a different character. I yeah. think he's like a detective or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was good to see Angelina on screen. It was. I hadn't seen her in a while. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see her back on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what the hell this movie's about. Yeah, I need money. I, I need I need another trailer. Yeah, that trail. It was see. That's the thing, man. They they do all the you know what trailers are supposed to sell you on a movie. Yeah. They do all the explosions, all the all the big mm. moments, and it's like yeah, but you didn't string any kind of context to it. Mm. Like we, all I know is shit is happening. Yeah, I mean I that's it. In the trailer, I don't want you to tell too much of the story, so I feel like I don't need to even watch the movie at all. But I don't want you to tell too little either. Right. I want to at least give me a good balance. Think about like, okay, yeah. you know, this might be something I'm interested in. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you're interested in that film, it's called "Those Who Wish Me Dead." Again, released date July 16th, HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So that's the trailers we got for this week. Uh, Maria, I did finish Godzilla versus King Kong. Okay, good. Did you? Yeah. Uh I, first of all, I had no in, intentions of watching it. Okay. I know. <laughs> um, but I've been hearing like little scutterbutt online mm-hmm. about people talking about it and they were saying how um, the graphics were cheesy and wasn't enough storyline and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because um, I, mean, I, I know was... when I saw the trailer, I was like, it looked good. Yeah. But, you know... I... <laughs> I've seen Godzilla over and over again. I've been on this earth a little bit, so you know, I yeah. didn't see the, the the no, not the original, not that old. You saw the one that came out in like '96. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it's just kind of like mm, not my genre. So <laughs> I saw that. One. I think I've seen like all the ones since like '96. I've seen the one that came out in '96. I saw the other two that came out uh, earlier, a few years ago. I saw mm-hmm. the King Kong ones. Um, and so I guess they were setting it up for this Godzilla vs. King Kong and I didn't even realize which I mean I know they did that back in the day but mm-hmm. I just wasn't expecting it to happen again Um, so yeah that's uh, that's that and uh, I enjoyed it 
And uh, we're going to be reviewing this show on Amazon Prime, them at some point. Well, I think we said next week. Yep. Yeah, because I ain't watched it. I ain't finished it. I started it. I'm on episode three. I'm probably going to have to go back and watch it again. Watch it again. Because it was just so much yeah. happening. You know what I'm saying? I mean, from stuff I've seen, it, it's, it's triggering. It is. Yeah. Ooh-wee. I do recall myself <laughs> yelling at the TV at one point. I almost knocked all this shit over my house. I was like, yo, try me like that, please. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, what I will say is that there's just one scene on episode two where the girl who's in us, which I don't, I keep saying this, she's in us and then she's in them. She's becoming like the pronoun actress. Next thing you know, she's going to be in a show called We and then a show called I and then a film called You. But they already they already got a TV show called You, so I mean, she can't do that. But um, So the oldest daughter? Yeah, the oldest daughter. Oh, okay. No wonder. I was like, what? Yeah, she looks so familiar. She was in us and now she's in them, um, which... Them, us is a Jordan Peele film, mm-hmm. and then them is uh, Lena Waithe is executive producer, but it's a white director. But they're kind of biting the style of us. With oh the way, yeah, with the way the trailer was like, yeah, with the music and just mm-hmm. the, the shots. I, I got a mixture of us meets Love Craft Country. Okay, yeah, it was like a cross yeah. cross between yeah. the two because of. The parallelism mm-hmm. and the symbolism of us, and then the um. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all got a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, what was the movie? I just Lovecraft said- Country. As far as like the the um the 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 Jim Crow and mm-hmm. all that stuff that was going on, like yeah. merging the two. It was that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you, man. I like weed, but those you moments said we. <laughs> happen, <gotta> hit. <laughs> happen so often. Like <laughs> you be making and it's crazy because you be like in the dead middle of what you're saying. How the fuck you forget in the middle of what you're saying? <laughs> the words have already been calculated and put together for you to <laughs> go ahead and put it out your mouth, but at some point. Halfway through that 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 sentence, the it's like the letters and the words just disappear. <laughs> like they, fu- <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Oh, yeah, so moving on. <laughs> I got a um, problem. <laughs> it was. I wasn't even gonna talk about this, but since I'm seeing it on uh, social media now, mm-hmm. um. I, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about it real quick. Uh, so, allegedly, uh, Usher was in the club throwing fake money to strippers. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> but he came Usher. out and said that it was a misunderstanding. Go ahead, though. Well, why did he, if it was a misunderstanding, why did Usher take that same fake-ass money and put it in a case and took pictures with it? <laughs> it was pictures of his face on his <laughs> Yeah, it was. I'm like, nigga, you are not uh, Prince of King <laughs> or King of King now. <laughs> Or Herpy King. Oh, anyway, go ahead, 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 go ahead. Oh, let's see. It says an official rep for Sapphire Strip Club in Las Vegas has stepped up to address the drama surrounding Usher allegedly tipping the dancers at the club with fake money. The rep confirmed that in no way did Usher tip the dancers with fake money, and in fact, he actually spent thousands while he was there on the dancers, waitstaff, and bottle service. So where they get these dollars from then? 
As for where the fake Usher Bucks came from, sources close to Usher said that someone in his entourage left the fake money behind as a promotion for his upcoming Las Vegas residency, which is set to officially begin later this year. There you go. Y'all niggas really think we dumb. <laughs> no, we live in an era where people literally pee on our heads and tell us it's rain. Or they'll tell you it's pee. Nah, they be like, yo, this is rain. Like, why would your, why would someone in your, why do he have that money in the first place? Why is it printed? Why do y'all have it in your possessions in the club in the first place? I mean, maybe he was, you know, trying to give people some, some money. Nobody promotes it. Get the fuck. I mean, giving people in the club fake money and say, hey, you know, my residency's coming up. Take this as a reminder. Y'all residence. remember when um, Ghost did Tasha like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing to Usher. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, <laughs> it's good he got a residency in Vegas. I mean, you know, he, he's somebody who deserves a uh, residency there. So, I mean, I'd like to see the show. Yeah, absolutely. I want, listen, Usher is residency material. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, nigga, why? Why do you have monopoly money of yourself? Like that's you know just a way to promote the the residency. That's that's what they're saying. Oh my god! So why this girl posted? You know what? Okay, all right, all right, Usher, Usher, and then Usher, 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 baby. Um. <laughs> all right, so let's get back into the uh, some other stuff that I actually wrote down to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this first one is Hubert Davis. Now, last week we gave this man so much praise on the podcast. If you don't <sighs> know who Hubert Davis is, he is the new UNC uh, Tar Heels men's basketball head coach, first and black, for, coach. and the first black one. Yeah, and he still holds the record for the what is it? He earned where is it? He has the record for oh three point career three point shooting percentage at UNC. Um, now this man, I'm gonna play a clip, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk. Actually, you know what? Let me just let me let me play the clip first, and then we'll talk about it because it's only right. I'm trying to find it, I'm trying to stall. To okay, here we go. Is, is it right? Here? Yeah, this is it right here. So let me let me play this. Um, well, hell, if it loads, see. Oh, here we go. All right. Not that, yo. Not that. Not that. Not that. They, they playing, you know, shit. With me. <laughs> um, I know that in terms of Division One head coaches all around the country, only 26% of the head coaches for Division One men's basketball are compromised by minorities, specifically African-Americans. I know that it is significant that I'm the fourth African-American head coach in any sport in the history of the University of North Carolina. I'm very proud to be African-American, but I'm also very proud that my wife is white. And I'm very proud that my three beautiful, unbelievable kids are a combination. Basically, because we don't want to get shit out after that. <laughs> yeah, so um, we don't care anything else you had to say after that. So. Hubert Davis, he's taking over for Roy Williams because he retired at the age of 70 just abruptly. Um, first black head coach, like I said, for men's basketball at UNC. And 
we had so many just we, just, we had high hopes for for the man because you know that's a, that's a big thing to be the first black anything and still happening in 2021 where we have black people who are still being the first black of something <laughs> and then you come out i don't know why you said this because <laughs> it started off good like he, I was, he was talking i'm like okay mm-hmm. sounds good sounds good then it was just like the record scratched when he got to the point of i'm proud that my wife is white so I, I i need to see what he was asked to make him say that because i don't know if the the because he was at a press conference i don't know if the interview or the person asking him a question said anything about his wife maybe he had some controversy with having a, a you know a white wife in the past or something like that i don't know what was said beforehand but i know that the clip that's circulating is the clip of him doing that his little answer or whatever and, and saying that he's proud that he has a white wife and that his kids are a combination of him and his wife. So, if he was not asking about his wife and what he said, that, that was his answer. It, it came out of nowhere. And it, it it was unnecessary. Go ahead, you have something to say. Look, I can just see it. <laughs> I am pretty sure no one asked him about his white wife. Why would a reporter have asked him about his white wife? And I- he's I was trying to find a way to just. I, I'm pretty have his back I, to something. I just. I, 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 I'm pretty sure no one asked him that. I feel like he was trying to get in front of the 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 the, the story before it got out because mm. he knew once all the black people started celebrating yes. the fact that he was the first black coach that they're gonna see that he's married to, to a white woman, a white woman, and we will we do it. And yes, we, we do. And, we're like, hold up, this. <laughs> You're mad to a white woman. <laughs> like, my, my thing, I have nothing against interracial dating. Like I don't have a problem with that at all. What I have a problem with is are black men or black women who get with white people and then try to bash their own race, saying that white women, women or white men are better. Um, I have a problem with that. I mean, but what you what do you think his wife felt like sitting in a crowd and that's how he refers to her? My white wife, like she's a trophy. Yeah, he did make it sound like she was a prize. She was a trophy. So now um, every time we see her, it's gonna be bad for that's her. That's that white wife. <laughs> yeah, and I mean we saw the wife. Hey, white wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You see the precedence yeah. that he set for her. Uh, yeah, I saw the wife. Nothing to sneeze at. Nothing that I'll brag about, but I mean, you know, that's your wife. <laughs> that's your wife, and you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm proud that you're you're happy to have her, and hopefully you're faithful to her, and just, she's faithful to you, sir, Mister Sir. We didn't need to know that. We didn't need to know. In that moment, it wasn't relevant. Yeah, it just it seemed like it came out of left field. Just it it really wasn't. Um, the color of your wife, because like Kevin said, who cares yeah. who you who you're dating because you're not doing any political mm. activism or anything like that. So black people, it wouldn't have been a really big no, deal. No, it wouldn't have been. You made it a deal now. Yeah. That so, you, because he made it sound like a badge of honor. It it was one thing to honor your wife. Because mm. that's your wife. At the yeah, end of the day, it's still his you, wife. Yeah, you just say your wife and your kids. You just happen to have them. Like, yeah. Or, you know, you could have said something like, my wife has helped me to be better or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, why did you have to make it? About race. Well, I mean, he was already discussing race about the barriers he was well, breaking yeah, I mean, as well, a black race man. Race of your wife. Yeah. 
We don't care about Becky because yeah. she moving damn ball down she, this court yeah, exactly. and she, she helping this no. ball move down this court. She's not assistant coach or anything like or that. Or anything. So we don't care nothing about Becky or Karen. We don't know what kind of white woman she is yet. Yeah, we don't. We don't. <laughs> we don't care. We just know that we're celebrating a pivotal moment in USC's history, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So... He blew it for us. Now we don't like you. You was here five minutes, sir. I ain't even played a game yet, nigga. <laughs> five minutes and you done pissed the black people off. So that quick. Uh, as part of the black delegation, we'd like to trade him for uh, Roy Williams <laughs> to come back out of retirement. You got to coach for at least another season. I'm sorry, Roy. We got to bring you back no. out. You got at least one more season you got to do because we got to find a, a proper replacement for you. So just, you know, 2022, 2021, 22, you know. You're going to be coach again. Oh, God. And we're going to put him in the back. He was an assistant coach, but he can't even be an assistant coach. He's he just going to sit and stand and just watch what you do. Why don't you go home with your white wife? <laughs> you know, you know, just, yeah, have a good time. Take a year and, you know, have some time, some fun with her. Enjoy her. Treat Yo, her like a queen. if I was her, I would have cussed his ass. We would have had a motherfucker Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> I mean, episode that night. I don't know how what 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 type of white she is. She might have been like, "Oh, baby, you know you you really praise me. You ain't feeling." She probably did. She, we don't know, man. We, we... <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. <sighs> this just really upset. Just not even. Just damn it. A week later, last I mean, week we were out here praising, giving you applause. Just and everything. got here, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Do better, man. Just do better. Please, please do. Um, and then also, I didn't want to end on this news, but DMX, Dark Man X, Earl Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of reports throughout the past week or so that you know he had passed before he passed, and he didn't pass. And, mm -hmm. and they were saying they took him off life support. No, he's still on life support. It was just a lot of you know confusion going on there. But he did actually pass last week, um, at the age of fifty. Mm -hmm. Um, from again from an accident or overdose, and I mean it, it's it's not uh, enough words we can say about DMX as far as what he's done for hip hop and just the way he could command the crowd when he was on stage, mm -hmm. the the hits that he's had out there, the albums this man had was the first rapper to have five his first five albums go number one, debut mm -hmm. number one, um, and so um, I was listening to a lot of his music over the past weekend. Uh, on my way to uh, Georgia and back, just listen to his music and like, damn, we really lost. We A lost gem. Him. And the thing about DMX is that he just, you could tell that he 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 had gotten his life because um, he always talked about, he always had prayers on his album um, and he always would talk about God in interviews and everything. And he was just, for what I got from a lot of people, uh, people who knew him, they would just say that he was always real. Like what you saw, and interview, yeah, what you saw was what you get, and he was not putting off anybody. Like some some music artists, they you know they have a persona that they portray in front of the camera. This man was the same way on and off camera from what they say. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually wanted to play a clip of what Swiss Beats had to say because you know Swiss Beats was uh like one of the main producers of Rough Riders, especially DMX albums, mm -hmm. and he um he had kind of eulogized uh, DMX the other day, and I wanted to play what he what he said because I, I feel like he said it best um it's like four minutes so i'm probably not gonna play the whole thing but just want y'all to you know take some time to, to get respect to dmx so let's go ahead and play this uh, first and foremost i want to say um 
thank you for all the prayers and the blessings for, for my brother, the great DMX. I'll tell you something, man. My brother, man, my brother was a different type of brother, different type of artist, different type of creative, different type of spirit, different type of zone, different type of soul. Since the day that I met him, he lived his life for everyone else. He, I don't... I never seen, I never seen him live his life for himself. You ain't never seen Dan Max with a Lamborghini. You ain't never seen my brother with a, with a, with a Rolls Royce. Never seen him iced out with no jury. He did not care about any of that. He was the biggest. Damn, Mike was the biggest. And let me tell you why he was the biggest. He was the biggest because he prayed for everybody else more than he did for himself. He'd get on that stage and pray for 15,000 people. He needed more prayers than everybody that he was praying for. My brother would pray for everybody before he prayed for himself. My brother would take care of everybody before he would take care of himself. Never seen a human like him. Closest I ever seen to a prophet. Alright, that's enough right there. Um Yeah, I um <clears throat> even though I, I knew it was coming, it still kinda hit me. Uh, because I wasn't the biggest DMX fan, but I definitely had his albums. Um uh, and I just like a, a celebrity death hadn't hit me like this since probably I don't even know. I mean, Kobe was Kobe was a big one, but that didn't mm -hmm. hit me like like DMX did because I was more of a DMX fan than I was a Kobe fan. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I just like my mom. My mom was a big DMX fan, so she had albums, and she mm -hmm. it's crazy. My mom kind of put me on a DMX. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and so she used to love DMX. She she used to think he was so fine and everything growing up, and she was just like in love with this man. That like and so. She got me one of his albums for Christmas. Um, mm. And I mean, I, I was a fan before then, but I just, in my family, we played a lot of DMX. Like I, my sister, um, my sister told me she hit me up that day. She was like, she hadn't been affected by a death like this since Aaliyah. Mm. So that's, yeah. how, that's how much DMX was in our I was crying yeah. for sure. Um, them tears kept catching me off guard. Yeah. Like at one point I was just like, okay, bitch, like you really don't know this guy like that. <laughs> but but it's crazy. he really, but that, that's, that's called impact. Yeah. Never met this man dead in my life, but you realize how much of an impact he had mm -hmm. on you. Like, you know, I remember, you know, DMX from the first album with him, you know, with Rough Riders yeah. and he had the most unique sound yeah. and back in the day. For some of you guys who are probably under 30, mm -hmm. 
back in the day in music, the way you popped as an artist, you had to have a unique sound, not sound like everybody else. You actually had to have a unique sound and talent. Mm-hmm. And Earl had all of that. Oh, yeah. Earl was a triple threat. He could he could write, he could he could rap, he could act. Mm-hmm. Okay? He was an empathic soul where like you like you heard he, you know, pray for everyone yeah. else and things and such like that cuz to me I feel like he carried everyone's burdens as well as his own. Um he had a lot of demons that he was fighting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was low key hoping that um, um something miraculous was going to happen and and this was going to be the time where he was going to really clean up yeah, himself and and get it together. I didn't want him to go out like Nippy did. Yeah. AKA Whitney Houston. I talk about these people like I know them, but literally yeah. I, they raised me. Yeah. Okay. I'm I grew up on DMX while y'all growing yeah. up on niggas who just do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it was really sad. Um, but you know, he did live a good life. He did. 50 he years had old. he had wonderful opportunities. He met wonderful people. He came in this earth and did what he was supposed to do. Mm. A lot of shit that we don't do. And that's looking out for each other, praying for each other, being selfless. Those are the things that he, that's his legacy that he left behind. Yes, he has about 15 kids, but they all felt loved Mm -hmm. because they all were there at that hospital. If it wasn't like that, they wouldn't have shown up. Now, yes, he struggled with, with, with drug addiction and things and such like that, but he was a pure soul. He was a pure soul. Every time you seen it, he put it all out there on the table for us. Yeah. He didn't hide who he was from us. It was like, take it or leave it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we was like, yes, yeah. we'll take it. And yeah, man, it and it hadn't been another soul like him. No. Nah. And I was trying to think, like, when they do a tribute to him, I don't even know who could do the tribute, like, the right way, because nobody. Who's Really? Who breaks that type of energy? Yeah. The only person that I know that has the energy that DMX has on stage is Busta Rhymes. Oh, yeah. Busta yeah, and okay. DMX be going. Yeah. Okay? But, man, did you... I just found out um, a couple of days ago that it's this um, actress. Yeah, that's his daughter. That's yeah. his uh, goddaughter. Yeah. It's his, not his real daughter. Oh, it's his goddaughter. goddaughter. His, um, his, his first wife, uh, Shakira. Or Tashira, Tashira? I, I think can't. it's Tashira. His first wife, um, they both adopted her. Okay, is that the one that plays on uh, the Oval? Yes. Yeah, on BT. Yeah, so it's a, I, I forget her name. We've seen her so many yeah, times. She's she such on, a cute uh, little girl. She played on Everybody Hates Chris, too. Yep, yep. She was Tasha. Yeah, yeah. She played Tasha on Everybody yeah, Hates Chris. Chris so cr- y'all remember her now. Um, that That's DMX's goddaughter, and he raised her. He helped okay. raise her. Um, And they got matching tattoos together. Like, she did a touching... Um, tribute to him mm-hmm. and she like posted old pictures of them when she was growing up yeah. with him and he had this prayer tattooed on his body that he wrote on with his hands on paper and he had a um tattoo. a tattoo artist to do it and so um she wanted to do something special for him I think it was a father's day gift or something like that mm-hmm. so she went and, and had somebody to remake that same tattoo and put it on her and oh, she yeah, showed yeah. up to his house and showed him <laughs> the surprise <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, that's so sweet." That is. Um, <clears throat> also, I saw I saw today on uh, YouTube. I was watching stuff because I've been watching a lot of stuff on him. And so, 
that YouTube had recommended this interview, and he had did an interview with Wendy Williams uh, earlier or late last year uh, for a film he had. Was, uh, and it was like an indie film. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but um, he was um, talking about, he had an album that he was working on. He was saying how this, this is the first time he was going to be getting so many people, so many features on it because a lot of people wanted to be on the album. So mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to release the album. I don't know how far oh, they did. Getting. Oh, they did? Yeah, the Breakfast Club played the track today. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay, see, I don't... Yeah, because I think yeah. Swiss is, um, he was the one. Yeah, he said Swiss was doing a lot of uh, production. Production, yeah. yeah. So they already got, he are, he got a single out now. Okay. Yeah. I also saw, a, I don't know if it's a rumor, if it's true or not, but I saw that um, Jay-Z and Beyonce had bought his uh, masters. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. That so they bought his masters and, and give them to, the kids. to his children. Yeah. That, so, that was brilliant. Yeah. Because now them kids I don't did. have to want for nothing. No. Cause I'm pretty sure his his um catalog is sick. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And they said that um the day he passed away, um what's that song? Um, slipping. Not not slipping. Um, the hood, the hood. Where my Rough Riders anthem? No, no, no. Yeah, the Rough Riders anthem. Stop, drop. Yeah, Stop, they yeah. said that went number one. Yeah. So all them streams went up. So you oh, yeah. know his streaming went up, um, oh, yeah. especially after the verses. Yeah, the verses that you know that that helps artists to get their streams back up because mm -hmm. it, it introduces it reintroduces the music to the older audience, but it introduces the music to the younger audience, mm -hmm. and then they go in and download the music. And so now you know that's going to triple his uh, streams because mm -hmm. of course when someone passes, everybody want to commemorate by playing his music. So yeah. But I don't know if you've seen this. I talked about this on my TikTok. What happened? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Derek Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Derek. 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 Yeah. Derek tried to quietly <laughs> put his tribute out there to DMX and camera shut that ass down. <laughs> Yeah, I think I took a screen. Yeah, I took a screenshot of it. So, <laughs> yeah, so so uh, Derek Jackson posted his picture, and then Cameron commented, "said This nigga been low since he got caught cheating. Now he want to resurface with this post. <laughs> I know new ex personally. He don't fuck with your kind, homie. Don't try and use a sympathy card, nigga. Fuck out of here. Go figure <laughs> out how to lie, trick more women and shit on niggas on your own, nigga. Hashtag clout chasing. And Ti." Put the little target symbol with the dart in the middle, you know. No, I didn't see that one. Yeah, he did that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, and so Derek Jackson came back and responded. He said, big homie, you acted like I cheated on you. Ooh. This ain't the type of event to use your voice to, uh, this ain't the type of event to use to voice your hurt feelings about me. Respect, respect his brother's legacy and his family more than you're doing right now. Mm. <laughs> oh, I didn't stop there. You know, he came back to some more oh, stuff. I, I didn't. I didn't screenshot anything past that. <laughs> yeah, he. Um, I, I. I can't remember exactly what Cameron said, but he came back and and to proceeded to continue to peel his his whole forehead back. Yeah. Listen, Derek. Listen, and, and that's what prompted me to go to his page because you know I'm following yeah. the drama. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, let me see. <laughs> I get to Derek's page and he still has 1.3 million followers. Mm -hmm. So my question has been is he canceled or not? Because y'all full of shit. That's what it looked like to me. Well, 
<laughs> Y'all was talking all this stuff. Oh, we ain't messing with him. We ain't buying his books. He's a liar. He's a narcissist. But he's still on his page doing duets. Selling his book with 1.3 million followers. Well, so all I'm saying is, guys, hey, man, y'all energy is confusing. Is it, it, Are these people canceled or not? I mean, they, are they we saying, mad or not? They saying you can't really cancel people now. I just, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm just saying you can't cancel them, but you can definitely hurt them hurt in a body, way. Yeah. And he blatantly got caught deceiving you guys. And it wasn't even the fact of, oh, he, he messed up because we all fall short of grace okay we all mm-hmm. are messed up individuals it was the way the manner in which he decided to play clean up <laughs> okay <laughs> that's the part where i'm vexed like you not a a, a a trill person because you couldn't even humble yourself enough to say to really to truly say you did mess yeah. up you said Derek messed up <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm still trying to figure out who that nigga was on the couch that was telling us about Derek. Well, who were you, sir? Uh, so yeah, it, I just I don't know. Y'all let me know if y'all is he canceled or not? Because I don't know. I don't buy his books anyway. I wasn't never a part of his audience. I'm just wondering from a friend. Should I be sending him them his way? I don't know. No. Y'all let me know. Oh, <laughs> um, but it's saying here that it looked like DMX has 17 kids. It says Jay Z and Beyonce are reportedly buying back DMX's masters for $10 million. Okay, 17. to 17 kids for free. Um, yes, that's, that's good for them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, last story here is uh, about something that happened. I didn't really read up too much on it, um, but it looks like it's a, a kid by the name of Dante Wright who was killed by the police. Mm-hmm. Um. So and this happened last night. Instead Wait, of, what city is this in? It's in um. They keep saying the Brooklyn Center in I guess Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah, because uh, I guess they were Minnesota. Yeah. So it says a woman it. who identified herself as Wright's mother, according to a Facebook Live video, said her son was pulled over because of air freshness hanging in the rearview mirror, and the police in Brooklyn Center uh said in a statement that the driver pulled over had an outstanding warrant and got back in the vehicle when they tried to take him into custody. Uh, on Today, police released the officer's body cam footage and said the police city chief said the, official, the officer may have intended to fire a taser instead of the gun. It was a, a female officer that I, I guess that shot him. Um, and so they, they, they killed him and now they're trying to get justice for Dante Wright. Um, let me see what it says. It says police... Yeah, so they... Police Chief Tim Gannon said that they believe the officer who shot Wright during the traffic stop accidentally discharged her firearm. He said he believes the officer who's now on administrative leave meant to fire a taser. Officers conducted a traffic stop before 2 p.m. Sunday, well, yesterday during the day, not night. 2 p.m. Sunday due to expired tags. Um, During the stop, officers obtained Wright's ID and discovered an outstanding warrant. They attempted to take him into custody. At some point, Wright got back into his car and one of the officers fired their gun and struck him. Um, according to a press release from the Brooklyn Center Police Department, the vehicle then traveled several blocks before colliding with another vehicle. Uh, in the body cam footage, an officer can be heard immediately telling the officers on the scene, I just shot him. So, uh, yeah. A female passenger in the car was transported to North Memorial Hospital with injuries related to the crash. Uh, no injuries were reported by anyone inside the vehicle that was struck. 
and the, his family says that he died on the scene. Uh, Wright's mother, Katie, told KRE11, which is a news channel, that her son called her while he was being pulled over to get insurance information for the vehicle. A car wait, pulled over to get insurance information for the vehicle. A car she recently gave. Oh, she recently gave him the car. Um, a minute later, I called and his girlfriend answered, which was the passenger in the car, and said that he'd been shot and she put it on the driver's side. And she put it on. Oh, she put the, the on the drive the the car the car insurance on the driver's side, and he was laying there lifeless. So um, yeah, just basically another police officer not trained well and shooting. I feel like you should know where your taser is and you should know where your gun is. There should not be any more excuses of these police officers pulling out guns when they mean to pull out a taser. It's just that that excuse is getting old. Know where your gun is. Know where your taser is. And if you don't, if you can't control yourself, then you don't even need a gun. Just have a taser. Like you can't just be out here shooting people on accident all the time because you're killing people. You hold people's lives in your hand when you become a police officer. You go through all this training. I think they say you have you go through more training to become a hairstylist or something like that mm-hmm. than to be a cop. Yeah. There needs to be more training than that, and you need to know how to handle yourself Shoot, under pressure. All the training we got to go through to become military personnel. Do you yeah. know how many we got to go to basic? Then we got to go to AIT or our specialty school. And then we get to our unit. And depending on what particular job you have depends on how long your school is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think everybody's school is at least six months. It's a damn shame. That- so, yeah. Um, I hate to say it's like, Okay, that's another one. Yeah, it is, and twenty years old. I mean, he wasn't even able to buy a drink yet. Didn't even get to see twenty one. It, 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 I mean, just like the 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 lieutenant, the army lieutenant that mm-hmm. was yeah. um, pulled over by the cops in Virginia, mm-hmm. being all aggressive and so I don't give a damn. I'm a veteran too. Really, you <laughs> sloppy son of a bitch. First of all, eat a salad. Second of all. How dare you try to compare yourself to me while you're sitting here being unprofessional? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're completely out of line, but you talking about you, you're a veteran and all this stuff. Where's your military bearing, sir? That ain't what they taught you. Because I know in the Geneva Convention, you can't even do that in the war zone, what he did. I couldn't do that in Iraq. And it was going down over there. We have laws that we have to abide by. And they got bombs. And I got to stand here and legally say to this guy before I even put my muzzle up, hey, guy, hope. Stop. Don't do that. Put your weapon down. Before I can even do this. Do you understand what I'm saying? All these long-ass warnings and all this shit I got to do before I can even take deadly force against another person with a weapon, a loaded weapon in their hand. Ask any goddamn soldier that's really been soldiering what the Geneva Convention is. And we're soldiers. So I don't know what, what the rules are in 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 the police force and all yeah. that stuff. Cause I, I don't know. Maybe they need to get the same training we get. Maybe yeah. they need to switch that over. Um but let's be honest, guys. This ain't got shit to do with training. This got everything to do 
with with with, with psychology. You see a black person, you see danger. That's you see it. So that's why it's so easy for them to mistakenly shoot someone. <laughs> or I was I was so afraid of my life because you've it, it's been etched into your brains that we're the enemy. Mm-hmm. Period. If you even if you're not in a cop uniform, yeah. Even other black people, the way we treat each other, it's just like it's been etched in our in our brain that our skin tone is the enemy. So. Um, I don't think there's any amount of fucking police training. You got to untrain, un, 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 untrain these old ideologies. How yeah. do you do that? How do you, how do you train a whole society that black people aren't the enemy? So until you address that, we gonna, this is going to be a problem. I don't care how many training, um, resources you throw in there and how long you make their school go on. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I mean, we we right here. We're in the middle of the Derek Chauvin trial, and I mean, that's that's going on longer than what it needs to. Um, Bro, what you think? What you think gonna be the outcome, man? Because I mean, clearly the way that the trial has been going, everything has been going in in, in Georgia's favor as far as evidence has been concerned and how they've presented it. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't I hadn't been watching the trial. Mm-hmm. I just know that if it goes the wrong direction. And black people just gonna take man everybody listen somebody yeah. in Nova Scotia know that shit yeah <laughs> everybody know it's going down yeah it's going down so I, just, I, I mean the way they're trying to make it seem like George Floyd was you know on drugs and all this shit it's like nigga everybody across the world not just the state not just the country but across the world saw that video and were protesting all over the world all over you the world you cannot say that he died from uh, you know Drugs. Drugs. He drugged exactly. from. He died from. Uh, what's his name? Derek Chauvin having his knee on his neck. We all saw that. Asphyxiation is yeah. what that doctor said on that stand. So, I mean, do you yeah. know what asphyxiation? F- means? Fuck Derek Chauvin and his damn uh, defense team because they they full of shit. Well, you um, know they're gonna try yeah. to. All they uh, what they're trying to do is, and, and and then we can move on from this. Um, is create reasonable doubt, yeah. and that's all. Because he's trying to get a hung jury. He know he's not gonna get. He's not going to get um, mm. the the charges dismissed. He know that's off the table, and he know that th- with the amount of evidence that has been mounting to include the damn video that went worldwide, mm-hmm. um, he knows he's not going to be able to beat that. So yeah. their strategy is to create reasonable doubt, and if you just get one juror out of what twelve. 12, yeah, as well. You get one to say, I don't know. That's it. Hung jury. <laughs> he walks. That's their strategy. So they're trying to confuse the jurors and, and throwing all these different little fucking nuances that could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been, but it wasn't. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, I digress. So um, all mm-hmm. I'm gonna say is I I'm I'm gonna be optimistic on this one. It's it's, just, it's a clear and shut case. Yeah. So go ahead and charge that man and give him and prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law. Yep, that's it. Yeah, so we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back with our main topic, which is gonna be a review of the film on Netflix called Thunder Force, starring mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, Oscar Award winner Oscar, uh, Octavia Spencer and Oscar nominee Melissa McCarthy. Mm. And I don't think we review a lot of comedy. Film, so. We we now we do a lot of horror and drama. So. We do a lot of horror and drama because yeah. you know I like murder and yeah. mayhem. <laughs> so we got a comedy for you on this episode. So 
Stick around, listen to this uh, break, and then we'll be back. What's up, fam? Are you enjoying the show so far? Well, listen, become an official member of the show by giving a small monthly contribution to the show every month from 99 cents to 9.99. All you got to do is go to anchor.fm slash listen to this fam, and you can choose between 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 a month. And what that does, that helps us get better microphones, lighting, cameras, all that good stuff to help the show run smoother for you guys to tune into every week. So again, go to anchor.fm slash listen to this fan and become a supporter of the show. Now let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Please make sure you're following us. Hey, yo, listen, fam, on mm-hmm. IG. And hey, yo, listen to this fan podcast on Facebook. Because we got the, the podcast IG back, if you didn't know in the beginning of the show. We got mm-hmm. the podcast back, baby. Mm-hmm. We back. We're and, back. And we posting on there. Um, so the film we're going to we get into our main topic now, and it's going to be a film review for the comedy on Netflix that dropped last Friday called Thunder Force, starring Oscar nominee Melissa McCarthy, because she was Oscar nominated for uh, Bridesmaids, if you mm. didn't know, and Oscar winner Octavia Spencer, who won her Oscar for her role in the film The Help. Um, so this is a comedy, PG thirteen action adventure comedy on Netflix with a hundred and six minute. Runtime. The synopsis is In a world where supervillains are commonplace, two estranged childhood best friends reunite after one devises a treatment that gives them power to protect their city. Um, and it is directed and written by Ben Falcone, who, if you didn't know, he was the, the writer or director of the film Tammy in 2014 that also starred Melissa McCarthy. Um, and that's Melissa McCarthy's husband. What is? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, that is her husband. Yep. Well, hey, you know, if you got a husband or, you know, a spouse that's, you know, just can book you and everything as a lead. Yep. In Hollywood films, go ahead. Let me go ahead and find me a daggone. No, let me not. Let me, <laughs> we, we just talked about Hubert Davis. I was about to say, let me find me a white wife. I don't want to do that. Never mind. Not the white wife. <laughs> but Regina King, what you doing, girl? <laughs> <laughs> She's a black direct, a director. I can take her. <laughs> oh, is Regina straight? Yeah, she's straight. Well, she got a kid. I mean, do she? Yeah, she had brought him to one of the awards one time. I did not know that. Yeah. Is she anyway? She's single, from what I know. But she has a kid. Yeah. He's like in his teen. I think he's like a teenager, like fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Mm. Yeah. Um. So you know how we review films? We review them on seven key components. Directing, writing, cinematography, editing, acting, set design, and the sound. Mm-hmm. Now, I've already said that the writer and director is Ben Falcone. So, let's go ahead and go straight from the top and head on the way down. Directing-wise, Maria, what you got for Ben Fal- Falcone? What do you think about his directing style? Um, I felt like it was... I'm trying to find the right <laughs> word that I want to s- explain it at. I feel like he just took a formula and just wrote something to it. Yeah. I feel like, the, you know, him and being that now that I know that uh, Melissa McCarthy is his wife, I feel like he just kind of, he. I mean, he knows her. So it's just mm-hmm. like kind of just, you know, write a script. You already know you probably let her ad lip some things. A mm-hmm. lot of things, actually. Yes. And... <laughs> You know, it, it just comes, to, you know, comes together and it just, you know, 
keep doing the same formula for, for everything. Because it's like, I feel like with Melissa McCarthy, she, well, she's an Oscar nominee, like I said, but it, you kind of, like, you know what you're going to get with her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she kind of yeah. plays the same yeah. character arc outside for every of, character. Yeah. Outside of her role uh, in the film The Kitchen with her and um, Tiffany Haddish. And I didn't girl. see that one. I saw that. Yeah, I did see that one. Um and that, and that was that was it was okay film. Um, um, Tiffany Haddish was you know, that was her first like dramatic role that I saw her in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of different, but um, it was you know it's okay film. Um, but outside of that, it's kind of like the same thing you see with Melissa McCarthy. You see like the film she did, Identity Theft, with uh, what's his name that's actually in this film, Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of like the same thing with that. Uh, like her her comedy style is kind of the, the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's still funny to me. Um, but I feel like you know he he knows how to write to for her. Yeah, I I mean, I mean as far as like director wise, um, it felt very cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like like I get it was a comedy and everything, but it just kind of it was it was kind of boring. It was like he just, like like we said, he let her kind of ad lib and, um, and kind of take the ring. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was depending on her talent more than his. Yeah, like yeah. she's gonna make my project pop. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could see her working her tail off, um, to get the laughs and all that stuff. But you also have an Oscar award winning character here. That you did nothing with. I felt yeah, he like gave, he gave more her more of like the, the funny parts. Uh Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, it was definitely the Melissa McCarthy show, but you got a seasoned veteran here that you're not really making use of. She's funny too. She is. But the writing didn't give her mm. space to show that. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of like, meh. I fell asleep oh, quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin came. I was like, he's like, you yeah. like, you just woke up. Yeah. Literally, yes. Because I'm supposed to be watching this damn film, but I keep <laughs> dozing off because, and then I would wake up from these loud, explosive moments. Mm. And it was just like, again, it just felt like any other little superhero adventure that we see in it wasn't anything new. Everything felt. Well, I will say it, it, it was new in the sense of you don't see four figured women being superheroes. That was it. So that was new. That was it. That was, I think that was the like, only that new was one. like the selling point of it. Like two, the the forty year yeah, old full figured um, full figured women. women doing the action. Okay, yeah. but it was mostly Melissa. Yeah, doing the action while she was hiding and 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 yeah, because Melissa McCarthy had had the the super power, the, the super strength, and uh, her character's name is Lydia, and Octavia Spencer, whose character's name is Emily, she had the power of invisibility, um, and it it seemed like I didn't like that. Okay, she's invisible, but she didn't really do much. She with didn't it do nothing. It was like she was scared to to hurt people, so she had a taser that she used. While Melissa McCarthy's out here like beating people up, you throwing know? people, getting... throwing, throwing a bus. She threw a bus at one point, right? And I'm like, all you got is a taser in your hand to to tase somebody once you get up close to them after you're in. <laughs> Yo, that made me think about 
That made me think about um, Harlem Nights when it was chasing quick and that dude kept coming out with that little ass gun. <laughs> it's like, stop shooting that little shit. <laughs> You've had some Harlem Night references before on the podcast. That's, one that's of your favorite my films? favorite film, okay. man. My favorite comedy, man. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I was feeling like. She was just kind of underused. Um, yeah. So I feel as a director, um, he should have been making more use of her talent. Mm-hmm. And I think I he just kind of let her rest in this cookie cutter. I'm mm-hmm. a nerd, but I'm not a nerd. I'm smart. Well, I, I did like that. He Yeah, he made her, her smart and she had her own business. You know, and she was like the CEO of his business. I did like seeing that black woman because he could have given that. CEO yeah, but I just felt like that was just a play on to what's happening currently in our country. I feel like he was just playing to that, like mm. the successful black person, because how would it been viewed had the roles been reversed where Melissa was the, yeah, the smart successful one and, one and, and smart one and Octavia one. was the loser? That definitely would have been. It wouldn't have read been, well. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't have. <laughs> it wouldn't have. So I was just like, yeah, I'm not even impressed by that because I feel like that was you ain't what else was she gonna do true oh um, so anyway let, we can move on to writing okay well yeah well we kind of talked about the writing but I, like i said I, I like that he had two 40 you know women mm-hmm. in their mid-40s full figure being superheroes um i felt like with the character names it was it was very kind of lazy like jason bateman's character is, is a part crab because he <laughs> he says he reveals at one point in the film that he actually I guess went to a beach or whatever and fell into, they were swimming with his, he and his wife at the time were swimming and they didn't realize they were swimming over top of a radioactive coral reef. And so I guess swimming over top of that, he actually got hit by the coral reef and start, turned to a crab. But you know, he got bit by a radioactive crab. That's what it was. He got bit by a radioactive crab and then that turned him into a crab. So he had the crab claws. Um, so he's part human, part crab. I, I guess just his hands are crabs, uh, mm-hmm. all part crab. And his character's name was actually called the Crab. The Crab. That's no it. name, just the Crab. Just the Crab. And then his boss, which was um, the King. Yeah, it was called the King. And I'm like, you can't give these people names. So that no. was lazy. Um, and then that. I, I didn't like the pace either. You, you thought it moved too slow. I thought it was moving a little too fast in too the beginning. Fast. Okay. Um, it felt very um. Uh, Norbert, Norbit, Norbitish. Yeah. Okay. Like that whole, you yeah. got a friend? Well, you, I mean, yeah. you got a girlfriend? What yeah. you do now? And it was kind of like, well, you got a friend? What you do now? Yeah, because it starts off in uh, Chicago in 1988 when they when Lydia and Emily first meet each other. Um, and then it progresses mm-hmm. to five years ahead when I guess they're in college, and then it progresses even more mm-hmm. to where you have Melissa McCarthy being like her current self. Where she's but like even when they stopped being friends, yeah, there wasn't even enough of shit to happen for their friendship to have broke down right then and there. True, you know what I'm you saying. True. It was like one incident where she didn't wake her up in time, mm. and then all of a sudden the friendship's over. Whereas they had been thick as thieves for the last mm-hmm. decade. And it was like that didn't make any sense. the The conflict wasn't strong enough for the a long friendship like that to just yeah. deteriorate. Um, so that was kind of lazy. Um, 
I didn't like the idea of, oh, everybody has superpowers that is a sociopath. I did not get that. <laughs> so the whole premise of the movie was- You're talking about the miscreants? The Yeah. Okay. So basically, Emily, who is Octavia Spencer, she her whole life mission was to come up with this formula to make superhumans to fight the miscre- miscreants. Okay. The miscreants. And yeah. the miscreants were basically evil people who had superpowers. Mm-hmm. So in this universe that they're in, the evil people have superpowers and the re- the good people are regular schmegler schmoes. So there's no superheroes. So Octavia's character, Emily, decides that she's going to make uh, uh, some kind of um, concoction that's going to make good people superhumans too to fight back. Mm-hmm. And that's when Melissa decides that she's going to try to rekindle their friendship and she ends up um, messing up the experiment and, and getting the, the, the dose, the, the injection. Serum, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it was like, it just seemed like every beat just felt predictable to me. Um, it just, the the writing just felt very lazy. It seemed like he looked at somebody's script in this genre, <laughs> like a couple of strips, scripts and just mashed them together yeah. and, and said, yeah, we're going to do this, babe. And don't worry about what's on the paper. Just do whatever the fuck you feel like, <laughs> Melissa. And Octavia, you follow her lead. <laughs> It did seem like for Octavia, who she said she's been working on, where her character Emily had been working on this uh, formula for, it takes five years to work on. Mm -hmm. It seemed like it was a little too easy for uh, Lydia, who was Melissa McCarthy, um, to get injected with the serum. Like It seemed like you would have had that more protected to where she can't just touch something, walk in, sit down, and then get injected. It it seemed like you would have had... A lot of security around that, like to to protect. That why would happening. she even be in that open room? Yeah. Just visit. Why yeah. would why visitors would just, be yeah. in the observation? You should be able to have to be badged in or something like that. She had no badge or anything. That means you got that door. She can just walk right in. No lock. I mean, and then you leave her in there and tell her, and you know how her personality is, and you leave her there by herself or with the with the kid that you have to protect her. I mean, what to to watch? I'm her. like, all the, why the fuck didn't she have a waiting room? All this yeah. money y'all got. There yeah. wasn't a waiting area for her. Nobody yeah. goes to visit, even if I come to yeah. your job. And just leave you there and say, They're going to tell me stay in the lobby until yeah. they go get you from the back. Yeah. <laughs> and you just doing paperwork. And I'm sure that's expensive to make this this formula. So it's like, you don't just leave something that expensive around somebody. That's just Friend silly. or not, family or not. Yeah. And just give them access to it. And we, yeah, we understand it's, it's a comedy, yeah. but I mean, it's our job to pick this shit yeah. apart and that's what we're doing. All right. Yeah. So let's move on to cinematography. So the cinematographer is Barry Peterson, and he was uh, the cinematographer for the film Game Night that dropped mm-hmm. in 2018. Um, I don't think I've seen that. Um, as far as cinematography goes, I mean, there was some nice, like uh, Melissa McCarthy's character, Lydia, picking up a bus and throwing it down the street. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, uh, what was, was another? Uh, Laser, the, the, the one of the miscreants. She has these laser powers. Uh, I, I liked how they did the effects for her her laser powers, um, and then how she was messing up the uh, that diner or whatever it is that Melissa McCarthy mm-hmm. is that her. I don't know if that was her uncle or 
We'll oh, I don't one. even know who no. that dude is. They yeah. didn't. Yeah. There you go. That goes to writing again. They didn't um, even introduce the characters all that well. Um, but yeah, I, uh, she had like used her powers to mess up that that diner. So I mean, I like some of that. Um, and then I like the the way the invisibility they did with um, Emily, mm-hmm. Octavia Spencer's character. And how, I didn't like that. You didn't. No. I like that they let us see her when she was invisible. So see, I didn't want to see her. I was like. <laughs> Is that are they doing that for us or for the the? I, th- I think they did it for us so we could see like what her facial expressions were, what she was doing, you know, while she was invisible. I mean, you don't you don't want to have the. If you, you know, invisible, be invisible. Yeah. I don't want to see you. Um, Listen, let that black woman get as much screen time as she can get. No, no, no. It's not even. <laughs> they, she shouldn't. That shouldn't even been her freaking skill disappearing. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. You are gonna make the black woman disappear. <laughs> uh. That that wasn't no discernible um superhero skill in my opinion. Um like even this oh no off brand ass freaking um villain here. Laser, that's laser. Yeah, with her lasers. Like even she had, you know, some 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 powerful yeah. punch. And then the actual scientist who comes up with this shit, all she got is fucking disappearing well the thing was i think they said in the beginning that she was asked before uh lydia came she was actually going to take both of those powers so she was going to be invisible and have super human strength but lydia came and and messed with it and she and took one of her powers took the white so she was going to have two powers yeah white privilege <laughs> so she took her strength look took a black woman's strength see mm-hmm. <laughs> no this joke i like melissa man i do too uh she's unproblematic problematic she really is. Mm-hmm. Um, her husband definitely is a problem, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause he is definitely mm-hmm. riding your coattail, girl. <laughs> well, I don't know. Was he was he making films before her? I mean, um, if he was, we don't know. Nah, cause we look. I just saw he had th- uh, six director credits, and only one of them we know about, and that's the one we're reviewing tonight. So, oh no, Tammy. I know Tammy because I mean she was in Tammy. Oh. Um, so, well, Tammy, that's it. What else you got? Yeah. Uh, let's see what else he does have. Filmography. Oh, Ben. Oh, okay. I know who Ben Falcone is. He was actually in the film. Yeah. He yeah. made cameo. I didn't realize that was his name. Yeah. He's yeah. actually in the film. Okay. So he's a director. So yeah, he's a, a director and an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh, he did the Happy Time Murder. Well, he was a producer, I guess, for the Happy Time Murders. No, that was actually his film. He directed that. Okay. He directed that. He's directed a lot of stuff that she's been in. Exactly. Yeah, so, I, yeah. so I go back to yeah. what my statement was. Yeah. Girl, he ride your yeah. coattail. Yeah, because she was in uh, the movie Spy. He did that. Uh, he's a star. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen. Life of the Party. She uh, he directed that. She was a star in that. Um, man, he he's done a lot of her films. I mean, you got to step off some more, Ben Falcone. Man, come on now. Because <laughs> who else he gonna get at her caliber? <laughs> who? That's gonna uh, do these shitty ass films. He's done a, he's done a lot a lot of films. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, acting he wise, is? acting wise. Oh, I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, nah, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna play him like that. I don't want him like that. <laughs> yes, I am. Um. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the acting. Um. Hold on. We going in order. Oh. So you got any favorite shots? Cinematography. Nope. Nothing. I mean, I mean, mine was the bus being thrown. That was my favorite. Just... I guess we can go with that. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, right. well, I just was just under impressed. Um, okay. Well, well, what's next is editing. 
And the editor is <sighs> Tia Nolan. First of all, I will say I did like the Kill Bill editing that he was doing. Like that common book kind of feel. Mm -hmm. That was kind of cool. But the lightning, some of the lightning stuff kind of looked it a little cheesy in certain shots. It was just kind of like, you could tell this mm. is CGI done on the most lowest budget possible. Okay, um, so you you didn't care for the lightning. I kind of liked I mean, I liked I did, it. I did not. In some, some of the instances, it kind of worked. But in other instances, like, especially when she was doing the, with her hands and like throwing it at, at them in mm. certain frames, you could see See, you'd be looking at I, I'm just sitting here just watching the movie. I don't even be looking for it like that. I mean, maybe I should listen, since it, I'm reviewing films, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to enjoy the film. Uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not watching the film as a freaking uh, Patreon. Damn, but you sometimes are... I just want to watch a movie. No. <laughs> do that shit on your own time, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I got lost. I'm looking at the story. Yeah. Because um, if I was doing this on my own time, I don't think I would have watched this shit. Um, <laughs> again, I love these two ladies, but I just don't feel like this did them any justice well, hey, it was i think it felt like one. it was like a passion project where they were just hey yeah. i ain't got shit to do this weekend you ain't got shit to do this weekend let's just do some shit <laughs> that's what it kind of felt like to me it just didn't feel like one of those films where i would if i was them it wouldn't be on my fucking resume but you know it was just <laughs> like hey let me you know what i mean well, you know, I, I think it was good to see those two together um i would love to see them do something else together not this not this. Not this. I think they would be a funny duo, kind of like um, Chris Farland and um, David Spade. Oh, Chris Farland and David Spade, yeah. They was a yeah. comedy duo on yeah. screen. Like, mm -hmm. I love to see them. The movie would be complete shit, but they <laughs> were so damn funny, you just didn't even care. Yeah. So, I rest feel like... Peace. Yeah. Rest in peace, uh, Chris Farland. Mm. Um, I feel like I get that vibe from them, but this piece just didn't marry the two. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think if they a... get a something else with a better storyline, yeah. yeah, we definitely gonna be laughing. I did chuckle some because mm. Melissa's a fucking fool. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I yeah. chuckled some, but not as much as I should have been. Yeah. I mean, it... for the comedy piece that it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, and um, the daughter. Um, her name's Tracy. Her character's name's Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, First of all, all of a sudden now she got fucking powers. Where'd you get your serum from? Because remember, y'all had yeah. used all the serum. Yeah, am I saying it? that right? Serum. Serum. Yeah. I was like, I am saying something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> that is not rolling off my lips right. <laughs> but where the fuck did that vial come yeah, from? It, it, like, yeah. I mean, she was intelligent too because she had graduated. She was 15 in, in the film and she had graduated from Harvard, I think, or Yale. Yale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she might have been, you know, cooking up a formula herself. Who knows? <laughs> okay. And uh, <laughs> and, but she she came and now she got a superpower and her superpower was like being really fast. Like a flat female flash. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> but um, yeah, so the, uh, Tina, Tia Nolan is the editor, like we said, and she edited the film Friends with Benefits back in 2011. That started, uh, that started uh, Justin Timberlake and the girl from Mia, Mia, no. yeah, yeah it's Mia. Is, is it Mia? Yeah, the girl from Family Guy. She was yeah. in that '70s show. Yeah, uh, y'all know. Her. Can't even think of a name. Aston Kutcher's wife. Yeah, his wife. Yeah. All right, so now we go to the acting. Um, so as far as acting wise, you know, they say the stars: Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer, Spencer, 
<laughs> Octavia Spencer uh, and Jason Bateman. What did you think about acting from them or anybody else in the film? Did anybody's acting stand out? Um, I think I thought the young girl did a good job because I was like looking at her like, who is she? Hmm. She, she actually has a lot some some credits. I didn't realize she was on a lot of a lot of things. Um, um, Jason Bateman is just funny to me. Yeah. Um, Taylor Mosby is her real name. Okay. Um. Yeah. She... Um. The laser chick. Um. I like her character. Yeah. Um. She's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Um. What was the lady that was working with them? Oh, her name was Allie. Um. She was crooked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked her character a little bit. She was like kind of um, snarky as hell, mm. making little snide comments and stuff. Um, she was all right. Yeah. Um, ben Falcone, I mean, you know, he had a, a small part in the film. Um, and the guy who I'm trying to, oh, Bobby Can- Canaveral, Can- the king, He uh, his character <laughs> was like a dumb, he's a boss, but he's like, Kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. So I get it. It's a comedy, so you want that, you know, makes him last. But mm-hmm. I'm like, he's the leader of these people, and he's trying to run for mayor, which he loses. Um, I get. I mean, we can't have some stupid mayors and presidents. I mean, we had Trump, but I just, I, I feel like he should have been smarter than what he was to be the king or you know the boss. And he was kind of leading towards Jason P- uh, Bateman's character, the crab, to you know get answers for things. Like who's this guy? What's his name? He's part of your crew. I mean, you should know who's the good ones, who's the, the, yeah, the best and shooters just and whatnot. Killing them yeah. willy nilly, not even knowing they're the best shooters on the, on the, on the crew and all that. And like, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, um, that wasn't funny. Yeah, that was just dumb. <laughs> that was like, um, yeah, um, yeah. I don't think there was any like bad acting in the film. Um, nah, it wasn't. It was just listen. It ain't but so much you can do with what you given. Yeah. So and like an hour and a half, so or hour and forty-five yeah, ben minutes. Oh, <laughs> um, you probably need to just produce <laughs> and, and act. Yeah, so. produce and act. Like everybody um, ain't got to be in that direction. I mean, because he, you know, but he, you know, like if my wife was Melissa, I'd be making shit movies too, because this bitch is gonna put ass in seats, and, and that's and how you make sell tickets. Money. Yeah, and. Like you said, it was the number one shit on Netflix. Netflix, yeah, it was trending. So he got his bag. Yeah. So So you might be on to something, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the set design. And the production designer is Bill Brzezinski. And he was the set designer for Aquaman in 2018. Um, and then also the costume designer is Carol Ramsey. And she did the costume design for the superhero movie in 2008. I think that was a spoof on superhero movies. It was called superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as set design, uh, production, um, I mean, I love the way they made uh, Emily's office look. It looked like you know, it made her look like you know she really was somebody who was smart. Like she would have a building like that mm-hmm. with her her last name on the building and everything. Um, I thought that was cool. Costume designs. I thought the costumes for Thunder Force, which I want to keep calling them Thunder Thighs, but they're not Thunder Thighs. Thunder, yeah. <laughs> Thunder thighs is what I would have called these these women, but I mean, <laughs> but, uh, with uh, the Thunder Force, I feel like you know I, I like that costume. <laughs> uh, 
Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Why? Okay, good. Um, I like that costume. I thought it looked good in the costumes. Um, the, you know, the, the the leather or whatnot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and thunder what? thighs makes me think of this this video I saw years ago of these two big women on stage and they really had thunder thighs, cellulite and all, and they were strippers. And I mean, they were them. Sometimes you can go too far for the podcast. I don't want. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, then we gotta go. I'm done. What you got? Production design and costume design. It was cool. Let's move on. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So the last thing we got. I was gonna say no. That purple. The what? The purple Lamborghini. Oh yeah, that was fine. I like that. But but them trying to get out of it, they man. With leather on. Yeah, they (laughs) they had to squeeze out of that car. The nigga trying to get out that little ass car that leather on nigga. That was funny. Um Yeah, I thought I thought I thought the um the costumes look nice. Um they fit them mm. pretty well. Um the office where they call their lair or whatever, um everything looked good. It looked yeah. good. I mean, wasn't bad. And the last thing we got is the sound. And the composer is Phil Eisler. Uh, he did the composing for a feature film in 2017 called To the Bone. Uh, Music-wise, um, I like they played uh, some songs like Seals. Uh, what's that? Kiss My Rose? Uh-huh. They played that song in the film. I like that song. Uh, I always think about the Batman film when uh, they played the song. It was on the soundtrack. It was some other song they played. Too. Oh, they played uh, the Osley. Now, you know we had the Osley Brothers versus last week. They played the Osley Brothers, Brothers Voyage to Atlantis. And that's like one of my favorite Ozzy Brothers songs. Mm. They played that and then I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see mm. at the end when um Melissa McCarthy, that bug tried to hit the shoot? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, I saw it. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> she could barely get that knee up in that leather yeah. ass outfit. That was the shit, not the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Then she tried to what's this shit called? Oh, yeah, the floss. She the floss. She tried to hit the floss, bruh. I was over there crying. That yeah. was probably the funniest part of the movie, even though that yeah, was and, the part the where the credits were, were rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, they were playing Fortnite in the, in the film as well, which people, the kids still play Fortnite like yes. that? Yes. They still do. Okay. Matter of fact, the fuck they started mm. at? I'm a PUBG mobile guy over here. I like that. That's a better version of me. Yes. But yeah, um, let me see anything else we got to say. Anything that stood out in the film? Uh, I mean, and, and uh, so Jason Bateman's character, he said he was like half crab, and they they used the joke. He was saying they thought he was or half uh, miscreant, and they thought he was saying half Korean. Um, but in the end, him and Melissa McCarthy's character uh, Lydia, they they get together and become a couple, I guess. Um, and mm-hmm. so the the guy that plays the king, he was. He had lost, he was running for mayor and he lost to a Hispanic woman by uh, I think it was Rachel Gonzalez or something like that, mm-hmm. and so he decides that he's going to throw a party, a fake you know celebratory party for her because he lost, and we find out from the crab that he was actually just 
just trying to get all of her supporters there so he can kill them off and not voting for him uh, with the bomb. Mm-hmm. And so in the end, uh, Lydia uh, and well, well, the Thunder Force, they get together to try to get this bomb before he uh, detonates it and or before it goes off. And mm-hmm. so they have this fight scene where Lydia is fighting the, the, the king and Emily is fighting Laser. And then that's when Lydia, uh, not Lydia, Emily's daughter comes in and she has her, her superpower and she saves her mom and they all team up and get the king and they, they kind of kick him out the window and uh, kill him. And then Lydia decides to take the bomb and jump into a river mm-hmm. because she can um, she can actually withstand the power of the bomb and, and not die. So she jumps to the river and... Uh, she saves the day, saves the city. Yeah, and then at the end, like you said, she's doing the shoot. Yeah, and all that. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. and the movie, you know, it ends with uh Lydia and the crab feeding each other raw chicken. Yo, that was disturbing <laughs> on so many levels. It was so hard to watch. <laughs> I don't know what they were eating. Like, I know that couldn't have been raw chicken. So what? what nah, because really you could die. Yeah, so and I was like, yo, y'all ain't gonna put no general surgeon warning on this shit because you know it's some idiot at home right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> I can get these Asina acids or whatever the hell it's, they it, were trying it, to do. She needed it for the protein for her super strength. Um, <sighs> I was like, yo. But uh, yeah, that was, mofos. that's the movie. So if you hadn't seen it, we gave you a little bit of the, <laughs> the gist of the film. Uh, and- so Fortnite um, is part of Epic games yeah um they just went public so their stocks are real low mm. right now I don't, like I don't, I don't hear 40 cent about, mm. i don't hear a lot of people talking about fortnite now as they did maybe like a year or so yeah because these kids on roblox and uh <laughs> y'all the roblox um stocks is at 70 something dollars so this is a good time to get in there all right, so you know if it's your first time tuning in, how we review films or we rate them is um, if we like the film, we'll say game blouses uh, that comes from the Chappelle show. Mm-hmm. If we don't like it, we'll say we're hurting. Uh, we're hurting, right? Yeah, we're hurting, mm-hmm. which is from the film. Sorry to bother you. And if you're kind of indifferent about it, you just say playing in the background. So Maria, what you got for this film? How would you rate this film? Playing in the background. Playing in the background. Okay. For me, I'll say. Yeah, it can play in the background for me as well. Because I didn't hate it, but I mean, I didn't love it. I mean, I don't yeah. yeah, and the only reason why I'm saying that is because of Octavia and <laughs> Melissa. Together. I, I regard them both. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like the flop of this film, in my opinion, is their fault. So. Uh, yeah. So as always, you can let us know what you think about the film by hitting us up on our IG, which is... Hey, yo, listen to this fam. No, no. Hey, no. yo, know listen, was, fam. Yeah, I know it was going for a while, yeah. but we're back. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, yo, listen, fam. And uh, Facebook page, which is? Hey, yo, listen to this fam podcast. And you can follow Maria at Maria the Creative. Creative has an eight. Yep. It's C-R-E-8. T-I-V-E? I-T. No, there's no T at all. No T. Eight I-V-E. Eight I-V-E. C-R-E. Eight, eight There you go, <laughs> Maria the Creative. And make sure you're following Kevin at Kevin J Stone and Steph at Steph the Director, and you can follow Justin at Just Create the Vision. Yep. Just Create the Vision. There you go. That's it. Yeah, make sure you follow him. And uh, yeah, um, 
if you have a film that you want us to review, mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. you know, we it, it's, it's some hard work trying to find films and stuff to review. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do want to review, of course, them next week. And there's another film I saw when you, uh, you finished watching Thunder Force that played the trailer at the end of the film. It was called, uh, what was it called? Two, oh, Two Distant Strangers. It's like these guys were living the same day over and over. And he gets, like, attacked by a police officer. Uh, some black guy. I've never seen it before. Anyway, it looked kind of interesting. So I do want to want to see that. We may not have to review it, but I do want to see that film. Uh, it's on okay. Netflix as well. Uh, but yeah, that's all we got. Yeah. Mm, and if you have a film that you think you, sh- you would want us to review, you could always send us a DM. Or you can uh, email us. Or you can send us a DM on our our personal platforms as well if you have a particular film you would like for us yeah. to reveal and the email is aolttfpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. that's it alright y'all thank y'all for tuning in yep and what do we need to do oh that's right stay safe stay sane stay sanitized that's right get Peace. that vaccine if you want to yeah get that vaccine so we can move around freely mm-hmm. you get the vaccine <laughs> All right. Peace.